Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the Word of God. Can I hear an Amen? Let's just go to the Bible because I think we need to. Psalm 46, if you have your Bibles with you. Amen. Psalm 46. Uh, familiar psalm, but I believe uh, it speaks to us uh, in the times that we're living in. I'm, and my prayer is that God is going to speak to us as we, as we, um, as we just have a, have a look at this psalm. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. Can I hear an amen? Therefore we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And Father, we just thank you for your word. And we thank you for your spirit and your presence. Just come and speak to us this morning, I pray. By your spirit, by the spirit of fear and intimidation, just let there be freedom to speak the word of God. Let there be nothing in me that hinders this word, I pray. Father, we just want to hear a, a word from you, a thought um, that will change our hearts and lives today, we pray. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Um, I want to speak this morning on the subject, Faith in Troubled Times. Um, we're living in a time where as a world... Uh, prior to the last couple of days, uh, the last couple of weeks, um, that, you know, we're invincible. Uh, we're in control. Nothing can beat us. We have science. We have education. We can deal with anything. And along comes this virus, uh, which is so tiny that you can't even see it. You need a microscope to actually see it. And the world is brought to an incredible standstill. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. We're truly living in some uncertain times. And what's interesting is the speed at which this is affecting the nations of the world. The world is facing a crisis at the moment, and the question is, how should we respond? How should we respond as believers? How should we respond as the church? Some people believe that these are the signs of the end times. Uh, the Bible says uh, in, in Luke chapter 21, Jesus is speaking about what the end times are going to look like, the coming of the Lord Jesus. He's, it says there will be great earthquakes, famines and pestilences in various places. Pestilences, by the way, is about diseases and epidemics and pandemics. And there it is. And fearful events and great signs from heaven. Coronavirus may be just one of those uh, signs. Some people think this is one of the trumpets. We talked about that last year as we looked at the book of Revelation, uh, reminding people that God is still in control. Psalm 2 says this, look at how the power brokers of the world rise up to hold their summit as the rulers scheme and confer together against Yahweh and his anointed king, saying, let's come together and break away from the creator. Isn't that the spirit of the world today? 
the sense, there's a sense where people are saying, you know, let's, let's break away from the Creator, from the, from, from the principles of Scripture. Once and for all, let's cast off these controlling chains of, of God and His Christ. I'm reading from the Passion uh, Translation. God enthroned merely laughs at them. The Sovereign One mocks their madness. I'm not so much concerned about why this is happening. My concern is more about how do we handle these times. I'll leave it up to God to understand, and He knows exactly why this is happening. For us is how do we respond in seasons like this? How do we respond in times like this? And not only the uncertain times in the world, but the uncertain times in our own lives. Because all of us will go through times where you don't know what to do, where to turn, what's going to happen next. And so the question is, how do we handle these times? How do we respond? Well, Psalm 46 is a psalm that teaches us what to do when there's nothing we can do. Um, Scholars believe that this psalm was written uh, by David as he faced uh, some challenges in his own life. Sennacherib had attacked Judah and it seemed like a hopeless situation. And, you know, certainly as we look at today, it feels the same. You know, we we, we just don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, last week, uh, we had uh, some meetings uh, at the beginning of the week with the bank, and we were just chatting, and, and you know, just kind of as a complete side note, uh, you know, they said, well, are you prepared in case you have to close your services? And I kind of responded quite lightly and, and said, yeah, we're ready for that, but thinking, you know, that's not going to happen here in Australia, you know, and then by Friday afternoon, well, anything was possible. We, 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 we just watched it. It's the speed at which um, if, if everything is, is happening at the moment. And we're living in uncertain times. I don't know what's going to happen this week. We, we just got no, no idea. Certainly there's a lot of speculation about what might happen. Um, but, but we are living in uncertain times. And David was living in this kind of a time. And, and so it was in this season of his life that he pens uh, the Psalm 46. And in this Psalm, he expresses his faith in God. He believed that God was greater than the crisis he was facing And through the psalm, he actually makes a number of declarations that helped him face the challenge that he was was facing. And I pray that these same declarations are going to help us, are going to encourage us this morning, even as we face the uncertain times in the world. But, But more importantly, uncertain times that we may be facing in our own lives even today. So the first thing the psalmist declares, there's three things that I want to pull out of this psalm. Um, The the first thing that he he declares is God's protection. It says, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble. Uh, He he declares that God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble. Whenever we feel troubled or distressed, the first thing that we need to remember is that that God is our refuge. He's our strength. Uh, an ever-present help in, in times of trouble. What I love about this declaration is that David is in a crisis. It's not like the crisis is gone. It's not like the crisis is finished. It's not at the end of this season in his life. It's in the middle of his season that he declares, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble. And I believe one of the greatest things that we can do as we, as we face our own crises, as we, as, we, as we face the storms of life or the winds of what's happening in the world around us, we need to be reminded, we need to bring ourselves back to the Word of God and remind ourselves that God is our refuge, that He is our strength. He's an ever-present help in times of trouble. He's always there ready to hear us. He is with us. He's near us 
He's not some distant God, uninterested in what we're going on. He's not in heaven with his arms crossed, just watching and saying, let me watch what they're going to do. God's heart above all else is to provide shelter and refuge to people who are feeling down, to the oppressed, to the weary, to those who are not sure what's going to happen next in their lives. The Bible says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall rest in the shadow of the mighty. And I will say, there it is again, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom will I trust. There's something very powerful about the declarations that we make. There's something very powerful about the words that we speak. And and, and in the troubled times, we need to declare, hey, God is my refuge and God is my strength. Now, that doesn't mean we put our head in the sand. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that we should, you know, some of the super speeds, oh, don't worry about it. Just do whatever you want and and whatever. No, I'm I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that we should be real. We We should acknowledge the reality of what we're facing. I'm not saying that at all. It's important to do that. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But in the midst of that, we say, but above all else, God is my refuge and God is my strength and he's the one that's on the, on the throne. Coronavirus is not sitting on the throne. Our God and Savior is sitting on the throne and he is going to see us through in the name of Jesus. When, 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 when no one seems to understand, when the road seems too hard to bear, we can turn to God who can help us through. When Martin Luther was going through a, a crisis of his own uh, in his life, um, he uh, he, he pinned a hymn uh, inspired by this psalm, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And this is what it says. A mighty fortress is our God, a, a, a bulwark, a wall never failing. Our, help, our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great and armed with cruel hate on earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide our striving would be losing We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. You ask who that may be, Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord, Sabbath is name, from age to age he's saying, and he must win the battle. Psalmist goes on to say, therefore we will not fear. Knowing that God is our refuge, that he is our strength, that he is always present. He declares, therefore we will not fear. Um, One of the greatest problems today that is gripping people is fear. It, it's, 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 it's just the fear of, what, well, who knows what's going to happen. And, uh, as, and as I said before, there's a fine line between being wise and, and, then, and then being fearful and, and paranoid about what might happen. And, and we, we, we need to be careful that we don't allow a spirit of fear to dominate our lives. David says, that, therefore, we will not be afraid. Why is that? Because the storms are gone? No. He's saying we'll not be afraid because God is my refuge and God is my strength and, and God is, is, is present with us. Um, fear and faith are, are very similar. Uh, in, in, it, it, the, the difference between the fear and faith is who do we have our faith in? Do we have our faith in God or do we have a faith in something else? Fear is having faith uh, that something else is bigger than God. Uh, and that's why we experience fear. Faith is believing that God is greater than every situation that we might be facing. He goes on to say, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and, and the mountains quake with their sea, though something really terrible happens, he's saying, I'm not going to fear. Let, let the trials of life come. I'm not going to live in fear because God is my refuge and my strength and he's going to see me through. 
All through the Psalms, God reveals himself as a refuge to the oppressed and fearful and worried and lonely and heartbroken. His gentle invitation is, let me hide you for a time. Let me shelter you from this storm. Just come to me and I'm going to help you through this challenge that you might be facing. And God is saying to us here this morning as a church, he's saying, let me shelter you. Let, let, let me shelter you from those who don't understand. Let me hide you for a, for a time. Uh, let, let, let me help you. Come and, come and find shelter underneath my wings where you can find rest and heal from your wounds. Psalm says, but the Lord has become my fortress and my God, my rock in whom I take refuge. Psalm 61 verse 2, from the ends of the earth I call to you, I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to a place of refuge. Lead me to a place that is stronger than who I am. Whenever you go through troubled times, one of the things we need to remember, we need to remember God's protection, that God is our strength, that he's our refuge, that he's a place where we can go in times of trouble. Second thing the psalmist declares is the presence of God. David says, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. If there's something that helps us go through a difficult time, it's a sense of God's presence. When we don't know what to do, the greatest thing that we can do is, is just go into the presence of God. And in the presence of God, there's power and there's healing and there's peace and restoration. There's a strength that comes just simply by being in the presence of God, by sensing his presence. That's why David says again and again, as you read through the Psalms, if there was something that David loved, he'd love to spend time with God because he knew that in, 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 in the shadow of his wings, in the, in, the, in the presence of God, there was strength and there was, and there was a shelter for him. I long to dwell in your tent forever. And take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Uh, Psalm 84, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Psalm 27 verse 4, one thing I ask of the Lord. This is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. The problem with us is because we're not conscious of His presence. You know, we, we become panicky. Uh, we, we start to fret. Um, and God says, be still and know that I am God. I love that. In his presence, God's, it's in his presence that God meets with us and he speaks with us and he strengthens with us. David says, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And then it, and then it says, Selah. Selah is there, just stop and, and, and reflect. And I love the way the psalmist makes reference to the God of Jacob. In other words, he's, a, he's describing God and he says, it's the God of Jacob that is with us. Uh, over nine times in the Psalms, God is referred to as the God of Jacob. Um, and it's interesting because why, why not the God of Moses or the God of Daniel or the God of Joseph? Why, why the God of Jacob? Um, one of the things that happens when we're going through a hard time is uh, when we can't sense God's presence when we're in a trial, we start to think that, well, the reason why I'm going through this is because, you know, God is punishing me or you know God has rejected me and, and so on and so on and people are saying today that you know coronavirus is a is a punishment of God and I'm not I'm not convinced of any of that um, it's certainly a consequence of sin there's no question of that but it's not God in heaven going let me let me let me punish these people um, that's not how God works but I, but I love I love this context because because God identifies himself in the midst of the storm in the midst of the trial God identifies himself as the God of Jacob you see, Jacob was a liar and a deceiver and a swindler. But when Jacob was absolutely desperate, he turned to God and God changed his life. And if God could change Jacob's life, he can change yours and mine. He's the God of Jacob. 
The name, the God of Jacob, is a window of hope for all of us. It's the assurance that your sin is not too big that God can't forgive. It's your mistakes don't have to define your destiny, that your circumstances are not too great, that God cannot intervene in whatever it is that we're going through. When you're desperate and you cry out to God, He can touch your life like He did Jacob. And He can make you whole and He can use you in a powerful way. The Lord Almighty is with us. You know, as, as terms of one of uh, uh, the declarations of, of, of what's going to help us through this situation. God is our refuge and He's our strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. That's a powerful declaration to declare. And the second one is the Lord Almighty is with us. He hasn't left the building. He hasn't left us to our own devices. He hasn't dropped the ball and run for His life. He's, he, the, Lord, the Lord Almighty is with us. And you know, when we're going through these kind of trials, and particularly when we're going through things in our own lives, where we're going through situations which, you know, it's a crisis, it's a storm. One one of the things that happens immediately, we start to think that God is punishing us. We start to think that God is, 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 is coming against us because of what we did or what we've done or because, you know, we're not doing something right. And the enemy takes advantage of us in those situations. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He's the God of Jacob. He's the God that forgives. He's the God that has the capacity to touch our lives. He's the God that can transform us. He's the God that doesn't judge us according to our past. Can I hear an amen somewhere in the congregation? He's the God of grace. He's the God of mercy. He's slow to anger. He is abounding in love. And the God of Jacob is with us. Selah. Stop and reflect on this because this is so important. When we're going through troubled times, remember the protection of God. Remember the presence of God. And remember the sovereignty of God. Psalmist goes on to say, be still and know that I, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. When we're confronted with troubled times, our natural instinct is to panic. And God is saying through this psalm, stop, stop trying to work it all out on your own. Just be still and trust me. Surrender your future to me. Surrender control, your life to me. What helps us be still in these times is a knowledge of who God is. Our capacity to be still and not fret in these circumstances is directly related to the revelation or to our revelation of who God is. Or who we think God is. That's why Paul prayed for the Ephesian church. He said, I I pray that they will know God. I pray that there would be a spirit of uh, revelation. that That they would know God. That they wouldn't just know about God. But that they would know who God is. If you think that God is weak and disinterested. Then your capacity to trust Him is limited. But if you believe that God is sovereign. But if you believe that God is all powerful. But if you believe that God is all knowing greater than any principality or power, then then we can trust Him with our life. When we put our faith in God, we need to stand still and leave the situation in His hands. Job said this, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. I love that scripture. It's Job saying, no one can frustrate your plans. The the God that we serve is is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is Yahweh. He is seated above every principality and power. No one can frustrate the plans of God. No sickness can, can frustrate the plans of God. No diagnosis can frustrate the plans of God. No situation can frustrate the plans of God. 
Psalm 139 says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to me. Some people are afraid. Well, I'm, I'm scared I'm going to die. <laughs> we need to believe that ultimately it's God who determines the day we were born and He will determine the day that we are died. And we need to rest in that. Now again, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's not this, you know, this... Uh, kind of deterministic kind of way of thinking. It's not saying, well, well let's not do anything. Let's just, let's just, you know, well, our life is in God's hands and he'll, he'll sort that all out. No, we need to be wise. We need to be smart. But in the midst of that, ultimately our trust is in God. We will do the best that we possibly can. But ultimately our trust is in God. He decided already which day he's going to call me home. Coronavirus is not going to change that date. Can I hear an Amen. <laughs> And we live with an understanding. We do the best that we can. God gives us wisdom. He asks us to use the wisdom. God doesn't get food and feed us. He asks us to go and get the food and feed this body in the name of Jesus. God has given us the capacity. He says, use the capacity. Use the brain that you've been given. But ultimately, we do the best we can. And then we put our lives in His hands. We live with a sense that up, uh, after all is said and done, my life is in God's hand. He is sovereign. He will see me through in the name of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> we need to learn to rest in that. The Bible says, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears, that's, that's not the person who's scared of God, but who trusts God, who honors God. He will have no fear of bad news. Why? Because his heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Enemy's main strategy is to move us. He wants to move us in our faith, in our devotion. Instead, we need to stand still and believe that God is ultimately in control. One of the, one of the great passages of Scripture that I, that I love, that speaks about the sovereignty of God, is Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. This is what it says. Um, it says, do you not know? You can read the whole chapter. I'm reading from verse 21. It says, do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. And its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy. And spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of the world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground. Then he blows on them and they wither and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. God asks the question, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls uh, forth each of them by, by name because of his great power and mighty strength. Not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel? Why do you say, Joe? <laughs> my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my... Anybody ever been in a place where you felt like God could not see what you were going through. Where you felt like your way was hidden from God. Your cause was disregarded. Anybody ever been a place like that? 
come back to this Isaiah chapter 40 because it always encourages me. Why do you complain? Anybody ever complain to God? Where are you, God? What are you, what are you doing? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, He will renew their strength and they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. When we face the challenges of life, we can fret, we can worry, we can be afraid. Or we can, we can declare the sovereignty of God. Say, Lord, you're in control. You're going to see me through. There are times where we, in life, and all we need to do is be still and know that God is going to see us through. As we look at the virus, there are two things are happening right now in the industries of the world. Uh, there are some industries that are failing right now. Others, booming. Travel industry, cruises, they're all struggling badly. Uh, heard this week, flight centers closing offices all around Australia uh, because of the downturn in industry. Um, those that make the face marks, business couldn't be better. <laughs> uh, Kleenex, Sorbonne, um, they're hiring staff. You know, I mean, the toilet paper manufacturing, I'm saying. Um, question for the church, is this a positive thing or a negative thing? Is it going to be positive or is it going to be negative? History shows that whenever the world was faced with challenges, hardships, persecution, catastrophic events, the church always grew stronger. Um, now for some whose faith was weak, it's going to be a difficult time for them. But generally speaking for the church, when, whenever, whenever the church faced these kind of crises, church always grew stronger. This is not a time to shrink back. In a time where there's fear and panic and uncertainty, it's time for the church to stand, to pray, to cry out to, declare, to God and to declare some truths, to speak a message of hope, a message that says, God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. And therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. God is in control. He is with us. He is still seated on the throne and He will see us through. And if you give your life to Him, you too can experience the peace and the grace of God. That in the midst of all the turmoil and we're all human beings and we will face some, some turmoil and we will face some, some, some fears and all kinds of, we're going to face. But in the midst of that, we're going to declare some truths. God is our refuge and our strength. The God of, of Jacob, He is present and He is with us and He is sovereign and He is in control. And those are the declarations that will guide our behaviour, that will guide our thinking, that will guide our emotions. We are not going to be dominated by fear. We are going to be dominated by faith in a living God. Amen. For those who don't know, 
some sad news. One of the intern, one of the interns that was here a few years ago, Fabio Giuliano, his uh, grandfather passed away this week uh, in Milan. Uh, he passed away with the virus. He was a fit young man. I met him in November um, uh, in, in Milan and I remember him praying a, a great prayer. He, was, he and his brother were involved in planning a church in Germany many, many, many years ago. And uh, this last week, uh, uh, he passed away because of the virus. Um, I spoke to his dad, Alberto, who said um, his dad was actually in quarantine for a couple of weeks because of that whole situation. They weren't even able to go to the funeral. Only five people allowed at the funeral, at the gravesite, a prayer, a brief prayer, and that was it. Uh, so a very difficult time for so many of them over there. But it, uh, Alberto, his, his, his son, said to, said to me he, um, that together they'd spent four hours with him uh, the last week before he passed away. And during that time, uh, he said they were able to pray together. And, uh, you know, his, his dad was praying and they were singing hymns together unto God and just worshipping and praising God. Father knew what was going on. Father knew the trajectory uh, of what was happening to him. And, and the question is, well, how do you do that? How, how do you sing knowing that, you know, potentially in a few days' time, you might know? How do you pray? How, how, do, you, how do you respond like this? in a situation like this. Well, the only way you can respond like that if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Psalm 112, I've read it before. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. You too can have that assurance by giving your life to Jesus Christ. This is not a time to distance ourselves from God. This is a time to get closer to God. I love there's a scripture. Uh, people, of, uh, people of Israel had come out of Egypt. God had delivered. Why don't we stand together? Come on, we're just going to sing a chorus. We're going to pray just in a moment. People of Israel come out of Egypt and um, um, Pharaoh changes his mind, starts chasing the people of Israel. Um, Israel have got Pharaoh and soldiers behind them, in front of them, they've got the Red Sea. They're stuck. They've got nowhere to go. The Israelites are starting to say, we should have stayed in Egypt. Where I knew things would be good in Egypt. I told you, Moses, we shouldn't have left Egypt. We should have stayed there. People full of faith. None at all. In the midst of all of that, Moses answered the people. He said this. And I believe it's a word for us in this time. He says, do not be afraid. Stand firm. You shall see the deliverance the Lord your God will bring you today. Do not be afraid. Do not allow yourself to be taken by a spirit of fear. Stand firm. Stand firm in knowing that God is with us, that God is still seated on the throne, that He is present with us, that He is going to see us through, that He has a plan and a purpose for our life, that no one can frustrate His plan. You shall see the deliverance of the Lord our God in Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing. Let's worship the Lord a moment. Amen. Father, we just thank you for who you are. And I thank you, Father, that what the enemy has meant for harm, that you will use for glory of God. And I just pray that even in this season of uncertainty, God, 
I just pray that the church would begin to rise in the name of Jesus. I, I pray that the church would begin to be strengthened in the name of Jesus. I pray that everywhere where, where Christians are posted, Father God, that they're going to begin to declare the truths of your word, Father. And that your name is going to be glorified in the name of Jesus. Just pray for every individual here. That, Father God, that your protection would be upon us. Every individual, every family. Father, I pray for the churches in our nation, in the world, Father. Protect us by the Spirit of God. Glorify your name in and through our lives, we pray. And this we ask in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So good to see you in church this morning. May God bless you.